True or false? When I was a kid, I had a pet turtle that had two heads. Do you believe me? Why not? How would you find out for sure? This week, we are going to dig into 1 John chapter 4 and discuss how we can tell what is true and what is deception. One day, when I was about four years old, my dad came home from golfing with something for us kids. It was a tiny baby painted turtle with two heads. One shell, four legs, one tail, two heads, each with a mouth and a set of eyes. Now at this point in the story, you might be thinking I'm making it up. So how would you figure out if I'm really telling the truth or not? You'd probably start by asking some questions. When we hear or see something that we don't believe, it is our senses that tell us something isn't right. In 1 John, we know that false teachers have come out from within the church John is speaking to. So John makes it clear to them how they are to test the spirits to see if they are from God or not. Let's read the text together. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1-6 through 6. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to determine if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit who confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit who does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. You have heard that he is coming, and he is already in the world now. You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, what they say is from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. From this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. So, the first point that I want us to look at is not every spirit is from God. We need to test the spirits, John tells us. But what are these spirits he is talking about? The word in Greek here is pneuma, which can mean quite a few different things. It is sometimes used to refer to wind, breath, angels, demons, or even the inner part, that sort of motivation that's inside of us as people and also to the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity. I think John here is using the term spirit to that motivational force, the impulse behind a person's actions. In John's dualistic framework, the spirit that compels us is either of God, from God, which is the spirit of truth, or it is the spirit of deception. And we test to see if this spirit, the spirits, are of God or from God. So how should we apply this idea of testing the Spirit to see it if it is of God? First, we apply it personally, I think. We test our own spirit. Just because we believe in Jesus does not mean we speak perfect truth or know perfect truth all the time. We need to check our speech, our intentions, and our actions against the character of God because we are his children. Since we are God's children, we desire that our actions and thoughts line up with his word and his example given to us in Jesus. But we all fall short, of course. But that, that's not really the point. The point is we desire to be like our Father and to do as Jesus did when he was here walking on the earth. And we have the Holy Spirit, the actual presence of God in us as his people, 
and that Spirit teaches and guides us in this endeavor. Remember, God is a loving Father who desires our good always, even when it is hard and we don't really understand. So even in this time, with COVID on everyone's mind, as we are struggling with how we should start churches again, or businesses, or whether or not it is wise to visit some of our friends and family, we need to test our own spirit. Am I forgetting to follow God's word, the spirit of truth? And am I loving others as best I can, regardless of the circumstances? Am I prioritizing what really matters? Do people really recognize me by my love or by my opinions of the times? We really need to be humble right now, I think. The spirit of the world, Satan himself, is watching and he is taking notes on how we react. We also test the spirits to see and tell truth from deception. Just because someone says they are of God doesn't mean it is so. We are to test to see if someone or some idea is from God or not. And so if we are to apply the test and see what is of the truth and it is what is of deception, we need to know what the test question is. And this is the question. Do you believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God? Let's break that test down. First John says that it's Jesus Christ. That's the person we're talking about here. And that word Christ is really connected with the Old Testament theme of the coming Messiah. John's saying with this question, do you really believe that Jesus is that Messiah? Did he do what the scriptures, the prophets said the Messiah would come to do? The question also asks and says that Jesus has come in the flesh. Is he really human? Was he real? And lastly, the question notes that Jesus is from God. He's of God. Is he actually the Son of God? And not just any God, but the God who is the creator of everyone and everything. And is this Jesus even God himself, as he claimed to be? Notice how this test is doctrinally based. Our doctrine, the foundations of our belief, really matter. We need to get the historical Christ, the historical Jesus, right. If you remember back to my story of that two-headed turtle my dad brought home for us, you would probably want to know if you could see a picture or maybe some piece of evidence of that story. And I can show you if you're really interested, I guess. We actually named the turtle Tom and Jerry after that cat and mouse cartoon because each head obviously had its own brain too. Uh, they would fight over food. It was really funny. But anyways, back to the idea from that. John wants you to know that he can provide evidence, too, regarding who this Jesus he is speaking of. John says, we saw, we heard, we understood, and we touched this Jesus. That's how he opens the letter of 1 John. This isn't just an opinion or crazy story, he says. He says, we the apostles, the disciples, and those who followed Jesus would all tell you these same things. In a sense, he's saying, this is our eyewitness testimony. So where do you look? Where do we look to get the truthful facts that tell us who Jesus really is? We must go to the source. Our doctrine is based not on what we think personally or what we conceive of, but what is in God's word, the Bible. We have to believe that it is true. If we don't, we're just chasing our own wind. 
Yet John has also told us how our ethic of love demonstrates that we are of God. I'm sure that if you have been following along or have read 1 John recently, you know that he is really concerned with us loving others and loving God in the example of Christ. And this way, the test is not just one of word. It is one of the state of your heart. We can say the right words, of course, but if we don't demonstrate the love of God for one another in our actions, we have failed the test. It's like the parable of the two sons from Matthew 21. Jesus tells this parable in response to his authority being challenged. Let me read it to you. Matthew 21, verses 28 through 32. Jesus says here, What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you, that is John the Baptist, to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. End quote. See how Jesus is really concerned at the end of the day with our demonstrated belief, not just our spoken belief, though that matters too. Words are not enough. It doesn't matter how good you look on the outside or what you say, but what really matters are our words and actions done out of our belief. And so, we test the spirits, we test their words according to God's word, and we test their words against their actions. We do this with ourselves, too. What we and others believe is shown by our words and our actions. And we know, from looking at verse 3, that the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. That's how he titles, that's the name he gives to the spirit of deception of the world. This Antichrist is presently at work in this world. And John describes this Antichrist in two ways. As the spirit of deception, namely in its false teaching and those who teach it, and also as the chief Antichrist himself, Satan. But we who believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and is from God are not Antichrists. Instead, we are God's children. We have been given a new eternal heritage. We are not of this world. We are of God, John says. Look at verse 4. You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them, that is the Antichrists, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And that brings us to the last point. The Spirit of God in us is greater than the Spirit of this world. Verse 4 tells us that we are conquerors over the Antichrists, the spirits of deception. The spirit of truth and love always defeats the spirit of deception, of evil, because it is greater. That spirit of deception, the Antichrists, the false prophets, and Satan himself are received by people of this world because they are deceived already. It is easy to believe what you want to hear. That's really important, I think, in the time we are right now. So let me say it again. 
It's easy to believe what you want to hear. Our nature as people is sinful, and so it is of no surprise that we seek to defend our own sin. If you're in sin, it's easy to believe the lie that it's no big deal or your sin is justified. It's easy to speak with sharp words or hate when you believe the person deserves it. But that is not who we as God's children are. We don't just follow what our selfish nature desires. We are to be consumers of God's revealed truth, not consumers of self-indulgent appetites. And that transition from desiring the world to desiring God is something that God himself works in us when we come to faith. He gives us salvation. He gives us a new hope. And our hope is in the revealed truth of Jesus Christ and his actions. The Son of God who came to earth as God and man to live a sinless life, to die for us so that we could believe in him and receive his perfect life in exchange for our own. And how amazing is God's love for us in this act, that he would provide a way for our sins to be forgiven so that we could be together, we could be made clean and new and be in his kingdom forever with him, just as he intended from the very beginning. And as we seek truth and consume truth and pray to God that he would transform our hearts and minds, he does this work in us. He changes us, and our cravings for the things of this world are tempered, and our hope for the longing for the kingdom to come grows brighter and stronger and clearer as we travel towards it in this life. Remember, in Christ we have conquered the enemy. Sin is paid for. Do not let the burden of your past mistakes hold you down. Look to Jesus and ask for forgiveness and embrace the truth that you stand forgiven in him. He will make you new. We can live each day knowing that we are safe in the hand of God. We are free from the fear of death. We are free from the fear of plagues, from enemies, from disaster, or whatever lies ahead that seeks to steal our hearts, our minds, or even our bodies our life itself. In Christ we have conquered this world, we have conquered death, and we are being made ready for the eternal world to come. So get ready. Don't let COVID or anything else take your eyes off the king and his kingdom to come. He is the conquering king who will come and make everything new and good and right. So in conclusion, remember that not every spirit not every teaching or action from people or teachers is from God. We in this world need to test the spirits. Test yourself, too, and test the teaching and actions of others against the word of God and Jesus his Son. Of course we love each other and encourage one another as we go along. And we as God's children have God's help in doing this. We have his word and his spirit in us. And this spirit in us that he has given us is greater than the powers of this world. God has won that battle already for us. Thanks for listening in today. I hope that this message encourages your heart and mind. Remember to join us next Wednesday when we will be discussing the rest of 1 John chapter 4. Until then, may God bless you.